All right. And you're cool with this. How many more? It's already started, so let's just finish it. Hear me out. I want to do all the senses. So this, this is a cinnamon stick. Are you allergic to cinnamon? No, I don't enjoy it. Okay. Ready? Back of the arm. Here we go. Ooh, that looks good. Can you smell it, though? (laughs) Smell makes it hurt less, right? I'm getting that thing where, you know, like when you get tattooed and you start sweating even beforehand? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's mixing with the cinnamon a little bit maybe a little bit of the blood yeah all right i got some leaves that i found at the park we're gonna do that all right. lower back baby you can look like you're hawaiian or something like you're gonna what are you guys doing staple each you one. ready that, what are you guys for uh we're doing a fucking damn, it's for my this? uh it's for my uh art project i'm taking a class at the uh the local community uh college I'm not technically in it. The teacher just felt bad for me, so. You're just showing you know. up? Yeah, yeah. I got to have something to do. Ugh, my look, stomach's fucked up. Dude, you, you look dude? more miserable than I do. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been eating. I've been eating these bars every. I'm trying to All right, trying Jones. to cut down. Slim down. Oh, a hold on, Kron. Hold on. Like gold bars? Okay. Or? This is the big part. Is a live bird's nest on your what? shoulders. It's got eggs in it? Yeah, dude. It's just a robin. It's all right. You ready? You ready? Here you go. That's a nail gun, you motherfucker. Oh, that looks, it looks great. It looks good, to be uh, honest. Oh, my. I'm going to get an A+. Plus. Anyway, what do you, what's wrong with your tummy? I've just been... I found a bunch of these bars in a hole in the ground outside, and I've been eating them. Fucking up my stomach, dude. Are like they candy purple? bars? Like, like... Dude, you know, I don't know what to do. They taste bad. Do they, they start out bad. purple or what? Rule yeah, number one, you don't it. eat anything that's purple. I left them in my... In or the, outside of the store. I think Dan admitted hole. he's been dropping stuff. I've been shitting in that parking lot for yeah. weeks. Well, I've been eating these... They're fucking me up, dude. I don't know what it is. It's just... It's solid purple. I've left them out. I've left them in. They don't change. Should I do the acorn? Do you want the acorns? Ooh, we could put Guys, them on your nipples. You know, I'm thinking I want another bird's nest on the other shoulder. Ooh, I got to go outside and get another you, one. You know what I mean? Guys, like, I'm thinking, like, like life's balance here. Yeah, none of this true. shit matters. I, I got an important thing. Okay. What? Well, yeah, let's do your thing. Ha- get some Tums. There's some Tums. And have a bathroom beer. I, I was looking at our Yelp reviews. What? All right. Why? They're rock bot. We don't even have one point. Everyone has given us a, a zero. Well... I did get a comment the other day from somebody that said, we don't carry a single movie they've heard of. So, I, Hey, hey Buns, you want the spray paint or you want me to use the regular wall paint? Uh, spray paint, but avoid any open cuts. Okay. That's going to okay. be impossible, but all right. One of these reviews says there was a box of jizz in the store. Here we go. Well, yeah, that's just stating fact. Was it a Wikipedia? It's gold. You're going to look awesome. And here's another one. Uh, Dan, one shake employee- the can first, please. Okay. One employee was stapling a bird's nest to another employee. How'd they already write that in there? Jesus Christ. I don't know. That's fast. I don't know. Gold? But people are not, they do not like the store. I, I wonder why. If somebody walked in right now. Cover your mouth. They'd be impressed. All right. That's one leg done. Gold. Cron, look at that. It's gold leg. Why did I cover my mouth if you were spraying my leg? I didn't want the stuff to get in your mouth. Dude, I kept. 
I kept mine open and I'm feeling it. Okay. Plastic <laughs> shit. Purple bars and now spray right. paint? Guys, and can we what time is the show tonight? The art presentation. Oh, it's not until tomorrow. Fuck. This was this was a dry run. Dan told yeah, me like, this was a, tomorrow. I gotta go get it. These wounds are not nest. dry, buddy. All right. Fuck. Can we switch it up? Can we can we try to be high class for once? Look at this art. Dude, this is pure art. People come in here, they're going to fucking love it. Like, all we need is movies to go along with art. Like, what are artsy movies? I'm going to I'm gonna put on an artsy movie. Are you, can you guys set through one real film? Is it the one with uh, Penelope Cruz where she paints the stuff? What? <laughs> She's like the artist. She paints. She's topless. I see Frida? Yeah, yeah. That's Salma Hayek, right? Some point. Oh, shit, is it? Yeah, but if it's topless, let's throw it on. Mm-hmm. How much of it is topless? Wait, okay, yeah, and how this art movie Maybe that you want to watch, how much topless are we talking? Uh, I don't think mine has any. So oh, sweet. Yeah, that's, that's probably uh, safer, better for the Yelp. What is right, it? guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in. I think you're both going to be in, way into it. It's uh, Crimes of the Future from 2022, this week on 5 Day Rentals. Welcome back, everybody, to the 5 Day Rentals Podcast. This is the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. Uh, We're between rounds right now. We're giving you guys some free bonus content. You're fucking welcome. Uh, We're coming at you with a two-day rental. It's Crimes of the Future from David Cronenberg from this year, 2022. Uh, now if you, the listener, is anything like my theater, you were one of four people watching this movie opening weekend. <laughs> Guys, this might not be, the, <laughs> this might not be bringing in the traffic <laughs> that I, I thought it might. I'm Cron Howard. I'm joined as always with, by my co-host, Bones and Laundry Dan. Say Hello. Hello. Howdy. I did for a second. I thought in response to you saying you're giving us or giving out free content. And I thought, well, all of our episodes are free. And then I realized that people probably pay like an emotional toll. Mm-hmm. Just like to we do to this. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we I would pay hope with so. Our, we pay with our lives to record this and mm-hmm. they, they pay dearly too to have to sit there and listen to it. Kron, can you imagine being laundry dan and having to pay 70 dollars in gas to go watch this movie that's how dedicated i am by the way I, hey, guys he chose money. to he chose to live where he lives <laughs> move to the city bro come on man uh cron i did yeah. not see this opening week i saw it this week mm-hmm. and i will tell you i had one other person with me in the theater oh because well, i was gonna I was going to ask, did you think what I was thinking, which was, what are these fucking weirdos doing in here? The big question is, gentlemen, 
Did you have any walkouts? No, but when I went to the bathroom, I thought for sure this guy thinks I'm walking out now. I mean, you came back in victorious. Like I did. I came back in and Leah Sado had a bunch of bumps in her forehead. Yeah. You, you saw that guy uh, put his penis away real quick. <laughs> we didn't make any eye contact. That's why Bones had to go to the bathroom to clean up. <laughs> I had a we, I, me and Chad and I did have a walkout. Oh shit! How it, early? It well, I they got to they got to zipper stomach blowjob. Okay, and then that was about when they had enough. It was a it was a. Uh, let me. How do I describe these people? He was like a country. Looked like a country couple. Like he had like the camo hat on. And I think maybe she was there because this had Kristen Stewart in it. That's the only reason I can think, like, maybe she was a big right. Twilight lady. And, yeah, they they left as a couple together after that. <laughs> I mean, Stewart does weird stuff, though. Yeah. I can't, I mean, at this, he's not a new director. I think if you're walking into a David Cronenberg movie, you you should kind of know what you're getting yourself into. I, maybe you've only seen like history of violence. He he did have a run there where it was kind of normal, you know. It was still awesome though. I think we will. I think we'll talk about history of violence and Eastern Promises a little bit. Eastern about Promises how, all day. This is best movie that I've seen. History of violence. Go suck an egg. I don't want to watch that. It's overrated. I think boring the first half of it's pretty solid it's the other half of it that's kind of rough uh all right so well yeah so uh, i i had a total of four bones had two uh dan how full was your theater for crimes of the future i'd say maybe 15 people that's pretty good. Minus the walkouts at the halfway point, so. Yeah. Yeah, I not, wonder how many, not bad. How many other screens do you think this was playing on in Springfield? I don't think it opened at AMC. Uh, maybe they did have it. I don't know. When I went and saw it, no AMC neck anywhere near me in St. Louis was showing it. Yeah, I, I had to go to the, the Wehrenberg or the Marcus or whatever. And there was saw, there were one showing all day. There was that was at four o'clock. See, I did a Sunday so, at seven p.m. and there was still quite a bit of folks in there. I saw this at like the multiplex in in Nashville. Okay, this wasn't like a. I mean, I could have gone to the to my favorite theater, the Belcourt, um, but I just I didn't want to drive that far. I had other stuff to do that day, so. It was playing at the multiplex, though, and I think it had, like, three showings that day. Yeah, I think Alamo was doing three. <clears throat> Which I think they still are. Well, and we, so we kind of touched on it, but generally, like, how familiar are you guys with Cronenberg? He has had, you know, 
I would say he's done a lot of different styles throughout his career. I think he kind of started heavy into body horror and then later in the, I'd say like mid 90s to mid 2000s was kind of doing, you know, just a bunch of different stuff. When did the sexual horror start? Was that mid 90s? Did he do anything kind of super horny before Crash? I think Videodrome. Videodrome is kind of horny. Is Videodrome horny? It's pretty horny. Full disclosure, I haven't seen Videodrome. We talked about that before we started the record. And full disclosure, you guys brought up Eastern Promises, which I've never seen. Okay. Dude, you got to see that Eastern Promises, bro. I really do like Eastern Promises. It's good. I I really did enjoy that. And it's super super horny as well. Yeah. And so I can get mine out of the way. I've only seen a handful of Cronenbergs. I've seen... Um, the Brood, History of Violence, Eastern Promises. I think there's one other one. I've seen, I've seen enough of The Fly to know that it's not my bag. So with that, and then having watched this, I can tell you that fucking Cronenberg's not my tempo. So. On the horror side, though, like on the horror. Like- you like Eastern Promises? You, I, do you I like, like Eastern Promises, but I thought History of Violence, there was such a buildup for it by the time I saw it um, that I was unimpressed. That I don't know how much of that is the movie or the buildup, if that makes sense. And okay. I, I think the first half hour is pretty strong, like Dan was saying. Um, I think the violence is like, is it's brutal, especially in that, you know, opening diner sequence or whatever. But the movie just sort of trailed off, and the whole time I thought we've seen this movie a bunch. Um, Eastern Promises, I, I remember liking just because of how direct it felt. Um, I, I don't know what it is, and we'll talk about it as we get into this. He just. Uh, his style just overall, it's not the horror aspect of it. It's just his storytelling style isn't for me. I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, if it's uh, just what he chooses to leave out or if, if it's even a choice. Dan, what about you? All right here. Um, I've seen the fly. I've seen video drone. I've seen crash. It's been a long time seen a history of violence i've seen eastern promises um i don't know if i've ever seen scanners or not i don't think maybe i did but i'm gonna say no on scanners i haven't seen dead ringers i have not seen the brood i have not seen the dead zone i've seen uh cosmo uh cosmopolis cosmopolis with uh patterson there i that was my most yeah yeah that, that was my most recent uh, tried to watch that movie and <laughs> gave up 30 minutes in. So. And I've seen Maps to the Stars as well. And I think that's it. So I think I've got about half. Is that Julianne Moore? Yeah, that's a wild okay. one. Was that it's written good, by um, Ellis? Oh, uh, e- or is that Bert? Brett Eastern? Easton. Brett Easton Ellis? Yeah, it might be. Brett Easton Promises? Brett Easton Promises. But I enjoy Cronenberg. I mean, I just seen The Fly, uh, I think, last year. I just, I've seen pieces of it all over the place, and I finally sat down and watched it. 
And there might be a few that I want to bring to the Five Day Riddles podcast. But yeah, The Brood, I know, is always streaming, and I just, I'm like, all right, I'll get to it, but just haven't got around. I enjoy, I enjoy uh, the Chrome. It was not written by Brittany Snell. Oh, was it not? It was not. Seems like it could be, though. Yeah, I might, I'm going to look it up, what I'm thinking of. Kron, how about you, man? Uh, yeah, I'll kind of do like Dan, just a quick rundown. I've seen Rabid. That's the earliest of his movies that I've seen. Uh, have seen Brood, Scanners, Videodrome, uh, Dead Zone, The Fly, Dead Ringers. So basically most of his 80s run I've completed. Um, let's see. And then I kind of jumped to History of Violence. Like I said, tried to watch Cosmopolis, did not make it through. Um I did just blind buy Crash, so I guess I'll see if I like that or not. But um, it's like Criterion put it out, but it's still you cannot like even pay to stream it anywhere. Um, and I was just like I've been trying to catch it, you know, for months now, like six months, and I just got to the point where I was like, well, shit, I'll just buy the disc, and that way I can see it. But I think Cronenberg, especially the 80s horror stuff that he was doing, it's interesting in a way. Like, I feel like it's this weird kind of gross-out body horror, but at the same time, like, I can think of The Fly, The Brood. Um, like, a lot of these movies have some kind of social messaging to them in a way. Um, and sometimes that really lands with me. Like, I love The Fly. The Fly kind of goes into, like, should people be allowed to get abortions? <laughs> and it's like, well, that's a weird thing to be bringing up in a movie where a guy turns into a fly. Um, but I love the fly. The brood kind of gets into like, uh, is divorce good sometimes? And I don't like the brood. Like I just, I, every time I've seen it, doesn't land with me. Don't like the vibe. Like just doesn't connect. So, but I think he does kind of blend like, gross-out body horror and social commentary. And I think we can get into it, but I think there's a lot of that in Crimes of the Future. Right. Yeah, there's always a deeper angle going in a, in a Cronenberg film. I will agree. Mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely concur. I, I mean, and he's been open about this one. Right. The premise of this was basically, or the seed of this started with him reading about microplastics, is my understanding. And he kind of went from there. Um, the Brew definitely is like about divorce. I listened to the With Gorley and Rust episode about it. And I believe they talked about like he had literally just got divorced at the time. Yeah. And it was like, you could see it on screen like, oh, this dude is fucking pissed. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for the social the social aspect, the messaging of it, but I feel like if you drop the ball story-wise, that is like almost for nothing. You know. I guess I like I'll say I at least appreciate that he's taking big swings, you know, because it's like blending two things that don't go together. Um I think naturally you're going to have like it's just not going to land a lot of times, but if it does, yeah. like, and it, 
I think each one of his movies could probably connect with a different person, you know? Yeah. It He does have, like, a concept album feel to him. Like, he sets, he sets that parameter of what he's going to stick with. And then there should be some connective tissue in this movie. I think one of my faults with it, for sure, is that it it's missing standard storytelling connective tissue required to get you from some places aside from just Viggo Mortensen kneeling and giving exposition. So you can't right. stand very long. I have no problem with him kneeling. I have a problem when with four major exposition, like Christopher Nolan level explanate, like, this movie is all telling. I think this one is like, I think this movie feels so weird. Uh, I honestly get the feeling that I'm reading book three out of a seven part series. Like it feels like you're thrown in, in the middle and it's just kind of like, there's not enough at the beginning nor the end to like, build the world out you know yeah i think the world that this movie is in is interesting but it's kind of like each time they explore a little piece of it it's like well now we're on to the next thing like it's a whole like forget that (laughs) we're we're done with that part of it um i don't know it feels i like the length of the movie but it you know it feels rushed and it just kind of feels um they bring up a lot of stuff, but don't have time to really delve into it. Yeah. I don't, I see two main things in the movie. And I think it kind of, I see the, the performance, the art and all that. And then there's the other the plastic storyline. So I don't know. I don't think there's, I think it's contained enough to where you can follow along. Maybe I guess I don't know. See, I think those two things are conflicting or that they still focus from each other. The microplastic social message sort of steals from the performance. Like this movie is about art and presenting what you need to present and then all of the hiccups along the way. The people that would tell you to be an artist or the people that would tell you to be conservative or the people, the hangers-on, the whatever. And that goes back and forth. Like It's not like he set the a, a story about performance inside an environment that's ish, ish, the dealing with that issue, if that makes sense. Like Throughout the whole thing, I felt like it, it didn't feel like a good juggling act of, you know, straight story. Per, um, what's the word? Parabola or parable about performance and art and the social message of the environment and what we're doing. It, instead of trying to juggle it at times, it felt like it was he was just trying to hold two balls in one hand and throw the other one. That's a really poor, like I'm doing a, a, a great job of explaining my feeling, but 
Because the whole time I was watching, I was like, okay, I get this. I understand what this is. And then we would go to the next scene and I would go, okay, I understand what this is. And then it would go and I would say, okay, I understand what this was. But I never, like that's, I kept thinking, oh, I get this. Not I'm enjoying this and I'm subtly getting the message. It was, I don't know. I kind of, I want, I want to get into spoilers because it's, it's hard to talk too generic about this. You think it would be better on a second viewing? I don't, th- I don't get the impression that Bones wants to set through this movie again. <laughs> it's, um, got, it's got some funny parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there is humorous stuff in this movie. There's definitely some humor throughout this. I think so. Hey, I'm going to be, I'll tell you one thing that I really enjoyed about this movie. I thought Kristen Stewart was fucking awesome. I thought she we was taking more. a huge, huge swing. And sadly, I think the movie sort of it it doesn't live up to her of what she's bringing. I think she's the she's the best performance of the movie by far. I read a thing today where somebody was like, "She's the worst part of the movie," and I was like, "I didn't get that impression at yeah. all." Mm-mm. Like I thought she was decent, you know. Like I kind of felt that all the actors in this movie were pretty good. I thought I. I mean, I thought given the material, like, I don't know if I can make this believable in any way. It's like, I think they all did a pretty, you know, I didn't think anybody's performance was bad by any means. I I kept thinking, were they sold? Like, did they sign up to be in this movie because of a pitch? Or did they read the script and think, oh, I want to be in this? You see one word on there, and that's that big old C-O- any Berg, baby. Cronenberg. Duh. I think there's a few letters missing off that page, I guess. C-R-O-N. Yeah. Somebody tore up the script and threw it in the air. I spilled coffee on mine. So, it's a little smudged. I mean, I do think Mortensen. Go ahead. Oh, just getting the chance to be in Cronenberg's return to horror. Because I don't think he's done horror since... I think the movie is Existence, and that's like 1999. Three came he out. He was in Jason X. If that counts. Matrix. Well, he was in Jason X, but <laughs> he didn't make it. I don't know. I heard it was a Steven Spielberg, oh, my Toby God. Hooper thing. Where can you imagine Cronenberg if he made Jason X? Jason X. <laughs> Jason X would have been way better. I don't know. It's pretty good already. <laughs> now, why do you like it, but you don't like? Jason goes to hell. Jason goes how to hell you, is too how grounded. How can you like 10 and not 9? I think 10 is aware. 9 is aware. I don't think 9 is aware. I think oh. 9 is genuinely trying to be. I, 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 I it doesn't come off. That. It doesn't come off that way. We're going to rewind. I think 9. Together. Yeah, I think 9 kind of. Is trying to take it way serious. Yeah. When was the last time either of you watched Nine? Because I watched the first 1999? 45 of it two weeks ago, and I was having a great time. I would say within the last, whenever Gorley and Rust covered it, two years, three years, maybe. Yeah, you guys haven't. You guys haven't seen it. Well, hey, I'm a now. different man now. That's for sure. All right. 
Uh, I will say, I feel like, you know, Mortensen's done a bunch of movies with him, so it was probably a phone call. I think this is their fourth hey, together. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and Mortensen probably can get Stewart or Sado, you know, like, oh, shit, yeah, I'll do a movie with, you know. He's a cool old guy. I get to make out of him. All right, cool. But, but she doesn't get to have know, the old sex. Movies with just them. it. It just it feels like it's like half cooked. I don't know. We'll have to talk. I won't get into it. Kron, what is Crimes of the Future about? Uh, <laughs> very briefly before we get into. Spoiler territory. Um, In the future, the effects of pollution and climate change have led to advances in biotechnology, including the invention of machines and computers that can interface and control bodily functions. At the same time, evolution is moving at an accelerated rate. Most individuals can no longer feel pain. Additionally, most people have begun growing new organs inside of their body. The story of Crimes of the Future focuses on two of these people. Uh, One is Tensor, who can grow these new organs, and his partner Caprice, who, as part of their performance art, tattoos and removes those organs from his body. I think that's enough of a plot before we get into spoilers. It is kind of a dystopian world. It seems like vaguely post-apocalyptic in a way. There's been some event that has happened, you know, happened, has accelerated human evolution. I mean, we're still walking outside, breathing the air and shit like that. So You know what I would think is really missing from this movie is there should have just been piles of shit and trash everywhere. Like the world is is bleak in it. It's it doesn't look like a place you would want to hang out, but I think for the eventual message that they get to, yeah. why not just have piles of rubbish everywhere, you know? I I hundred percent agree with you, but the movie lacks shots of the world yeah there is no sense and scope of the world that Mm -hmm. opening well let's before okay again it's like you can't talk about it but there's there's very little like establishing environment shots you know almost everything takes place in an alley or a rundown building you know at times i was like this feels like a fucking albert payune movie like they just found a beat up i did have that thought they and found I thought, a rubble pile to <laughs> fill Damn that. near, damn near. Like he when he goes to the organ dispensary place or registry place. And again, this might just be my preference, but I think that's a fault of the movie. Like the the people that are going against, you know, the rebels or so, like the government cause of this seems off. Like a lot of the set design. Uh, design decisions seem off and that throws you as the viewer off. And we'll get into that as we start to talk about the creepy designs of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely trying to be a noir, 
And I kept thinking to myself, these guys are going to know I'm going to bring this movie up. It, I couldn't help but compare it to Children of Men. I want to no. make that comparison. But no? Okay. I can see the Payune. Well, Definitely. I, oh, I mean, from an aesthetic, yeah, Payune. But in terms of intimate story against a big world dystopian future, that's one of the strengths of Children of Men is it can give you a sense of the world and what's going on around it without having to have big flyover helicopter shots. You know, stuff is on street level, but they take time to show what's going on around. They show immigrant problems. They show trash. They show whatever. This movie, you don't get that. You get that opening shot, and that's about it. And they just have dialogue, too, that fills in some of the missing pieces in Children of Men. You know, it is a... I would say that, uh, you know, I like Cronenberg, but that is definitely a much more, like, well-written, put-together movie. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's it is it's not big, it's not flashy, but it's, like, all throughout, you know, the first 40 minutes of that film where it's important, you right. have people basically through dialogue telling you all the stuff you need to know to build the world out, so. You think... Maybe COVID had something to do with the way this was shot and filmed. That's a possibility. I've gone back and forth on this because it's it's one of those things where I would almost say, uh, like, I will judge this movie when the director's cut comes out. But, I mean, this was released by Neon. It's not like it was Warner Brothers, you know. I, I would have to think that Cronenberg has a has a big enough name with an indie studio at this point that he can just turn in his cut and say Done. that's it like you don't you don't get any say like this is the movie yeah uh so put from, it out you know what I I've heard and read it's he's had it done since like the 90s and he, I heard from what I read he, that he's never he, changed it he just that he wrote it in the 90s basically yeah. And just kind of sat on his desk. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to pitch a few times and nobody was really interested. And Did so he do a short film in the 70s or 80s that has the yes. same name? I, I looked up a thing about this and it's like they share a name but nothing it's not else. It's movie, not even yeah. the same world or, yeah. Which is kind of like why would you name it the same thing then? But Right. I think he, they said he just really liked that title, I guess. It's a solid title. Yeah. Bunza, what are you going to rank this title? You're going to rate this title? Rate the title? <laughs> yeah, uh, just the title. Just by the title. If uh, I'll rate it if you rate it. You want me to rate the okay. title? Crimes of the Future. Eh, two. I guess, I don't know. I give it like a 3.5. Yeah, I was going to say 3.5. That's pretty yeah. harsh, Dave. I think it's a I cool... I feel like I've... I don't know. I feel like I've seen that title somewhere else, I guess. I don't know. It, it To me, it the, feels the like... The other Cronenberg movie? Uh, Time Cop 3, Crimes of the Future. Yeah, there Like, you go. that's really what it should be meant, like, saved for. Jason, Crimes of the Future. Yeah, I... I was going to say it feels like a the second part of a title. Mm-hmm. 
Fantastic Beasts. Pirates the of the crime, Caribbean. Crimes of the Future. The Crimes of Grindelwald, Crimes of the Future. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Crimes, crimes of, of Amber Heard. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't in none of those. Certified Government Loser, Amber Heard. <laughs> you guys are so pro depth You fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, so pro that rich guy who probably got drunk and did some shit he shouldn't have. I think we've seen he got drunk and did it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. They're, All right. they're, oh, oh, they're oh, both oh, shitty people. Okay. I mean. And can we clear something up before I get a little too hammered off this margarita because I ran yeah. out of beer this week? Yeah. Actually, I didn't run what? out of beer. I just didn't buy any since our trip. I, mean, I guess we need to talk about that. If you're listening to this, go back and listen to the bonus Blood Diner episode. Blood Diner. Um. And also, while I have this on my screen, it was the Canyons, uh, the Paul Schrader movie that Brent Easton Ellis wrote. Oh, okay. We had like Lindsay Lohan or something, and I feel like it came around the same time as Map to the Stars, and I always got those mixed up. Maps to the Stars is fucking insane. It's kind of a body horror movie. Check it out, Karan. You'll watch it. Okay. Guys, remember 10 minutes ago when I couldn't say the word uh, parable? Parable. Parabellum Parabellum. is how it's pronounced. Isn't that a a Van Halen song? That's Panama. It's a John Wick. Parabellum. Mm, 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 mm. Parabellum. Somebody told me the meaning of that word. Prepare for war? Yes. Because that's what it jujitsu place is called here <laughs> i was like oh, what? that's what that means huh mm-hmm. M- or parabellum mma yeah god damn 85 percent of those people are stand-up citizens 85 percent of our listeners just turn this off that's 85 percent of the trucks in that parking lot have a punisher skull on them <laughs> mm-hmm They'd give Punisher Warzone a 4.5. They would. That's what you need to worry and they, about. And they would and walk out of crime. That's what I was going to say. And they would totally walk out. All right. Cron Howard. Are we in we, Diablo territory? Let's move into Diablo guys, territory, uh, boys. Listeners, from this point on, we will be in spoilers. If you do not want this film ruined for you, turn the podcast off now. There's probably only two of you listening anyway, so... <laughs> but come back later and finish it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, do you want to get into a very shortened summary of this plot? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it. All right. We open up on a mother and a son. The son is named Brecken. Uh, they are at what looks to be a beach house... The mother warns the boy not to eat anything that he finds on the beach. Later that evening... I already relate to this sit, or this kid. (laughs) Were were you eating sand, dude? I was eating whatever I could. Fresh seafood. I thought, well, this is water. This is source of life, right? (laughs) Well, that's salty. Plus, I was a big uh, Prince of Thieves fan, so I would constantly kneel down on the beach and just start chewing on sand. That's micro rocks, dude. It's micro plastics in it. Micro glass, yeah. 
Have you guys had your microplastics today? Mm-hmm. I had yeah. my government daily dose. Good. Two ounces. Done. How much plastic do you think you're eating a day? A credit card worth in a year. Is that like a real fact? That's that's what the fact is. In a year? A year. The human I eat body. A credit card every day. Can I just eat the credit card on January first and get it over with? <laughs> can however much can I finish? Can I just get that off of my credit card? Like yeah, everybody got eight grand on there. If I eat it, can it go go away? How small do you got to cut that credit card up? Realistically, do you think to be able to ingest it? Uh, can I put it in like some peanut butter and like a peanut butter sandwich? I'm thinking, or something? I'm yeah, I'm thinking like twelve pieces, right? Oh, it's more than twelve. I got to do no. more than twelve. Twelve? I'll do like. 30. I'm looking at one right now. If we cut this into nickel-sized pieces, maybe twenty. Yeah, All right, money bags, we get it, dude. You got a fucking Bruce credit card. Yeah, I got a fucking. Christ, I got a. Jeez. I got a black right here. That's Fuck. cool. That's the five like, day rentals fucking operating card right there. Wait, what, so we got at, credit cards? I do in your guys' names. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I don't so buy I, anything with them. I just eat them. <laughs> so at midnight to it. on New Year's Eve, everybody's looking forward to the kiss they're going to get, except mm. for Bones, who's dreading the credit card he's going to have to eat. Oh, dreading. I can't wait for it. They're like, yeah, this is going up to 36.9 APR. If, I'm uh, eating the credit card in the Uber on the way home. But if you eat it, we'll we'll knock it down to a 15.9. Don't fucking look at me. <laughs> Turn around, you're driving. That's what this movie feels like, is he's seen that information and was like, huh. Yeah. Got a good idea. The opening to this movie is strong, I think. We open with child murder? Yeah, fucking awesome. It's bold. It's Yeah. <laughs> you won't forget it. The bold. Right. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh. So I was this say kid. That, oh, go, go ahead. No, by all means. <laughs> God damn it. So this kid goes into the bathroom. He starts eating the waste basket. <laughs> uh, convinced that this is an inhuman act, his mother smothers him to death. She then calls his father and is like, hey, that piece of shit kid you made is dead. You can come pick him up. I mean, this has to be an inconvenience for her, right? Not the dead kid, but just him eating plastic all the fucking time. Why? There's plastic everywhere. Kids eat shit all the yeah. time, dude. Yeah, but what if it's something you need? Like, what'd you fucking chew? You chewed off the handle of my brush. It's like a dog. I guess yeah, I see. Look. I guess I see that point, but you have kids. You're yeah. They're not closer to a plastic. They're closer to a dog than I am, though. I mean, just in terms of behavior. I don't. I don't know about hey, fuck that. that, dude. <laughs> You're very disobedient. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't listen to shit. Well, at least I'm house trained. Cron, you you were more of a cat. You're you're a. You're like a ferret. <laughs> See, Dan, I think you're the ferret. How? What? You're you're a little bit more of the wild card. I'm a I'm like got a gorilla. A little, got a little stank to you, gorilla. 
How dare you? I'm sitting right here. I'm a monster dog. That's what I am. Anyway, Cron. Scott Speedman is the dad. I haven't seen him in a movie in a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think his name is Lang in this yeah. movie. I didn't even recognize the actor, so what else has he been in? Uh, he's in the Underworld franchise. Yep. He plays he plays the hybrid thing. The sexy. Yeah. So always like has ha- his shirt off like all the time. Half vampire, half uh, lichen. He's in The Strangers. Yeah, Kron, you've seen The Strangers. Good. He's in Triple uh, X, oh, State, State of the Union. Oh, shit. The guy that, uh, he's in Dark Blue. He's the stranger that has a bag on his head the whole time. I think he's the husband of Liv Tyler. Does he get it in that? No, he's not. Like, the, is he the husband? I mean, One of the guys from Always Sunny. I think the Dennis is the husband because he gets shot real early. I thought he's the friend of the guy and he's like waiting he's on the phone like trying to get a hold of him or something outside and that's when he gets shot oh that's right and I remember right, being like right. I was like man, that's kind of a jip like I like this guy more than Scott Speedman nah Scott Speedman plays well he's he must be a boyfriend because his name is James Hoyt okay and Liz Tyler is Christian McKay not married but what's yet. her name her name in oh the her movie? name's Christian Kristen she's McKay. not like a born okay she's not like a born again no real G- jesus freak and then there's a guy named is Cl- she in real life <clears throat> uh, live tyler yeah who knows no, i don't know not that i know of oh well her, i don't get i don't get the reference <laughs> oh he her, just said she's christian her dad, oh, okay, her okay. dad's back on drugs hey not by choice man the guy had surgery and realized that he was addicted to fentanyl didn't i and, make uh, i made like a steven tyler joke this past weekend didn't i that's and that's unfair because he's making a joke of himself without even trying so i mean look at the way he dresses he doesn't need the drugs oh yeah oh yeah jealous of that flair loving in that love Kron, can you name three Aerosmith songs? Dream on. Oh, shit. Dream One. on. Dream on. Are you dreaming along with me? Anything else? How's that? How's that for you, dude? I like that. I'm going to break that out a little bit for you. Bones, you got one? You got an Aerosmith for us? Uh, oh, they did that what's song. What's the Armageddon with, uh, song? Don't want to miss it. Yeah. I don't want to close my eyes. Oh, shit. I don't want to <laughs> fall asleep because yeah. I miss you, babe. And he does that thing. And I don't want to miss there. Didn't they do that song with uh, Run DMC? Walk yeah, this Run DMC way. covered Walk This Way. They did uh, this one. And they, home, and they home, asked him to do like home, the bridge. What have you done? Home, no, no, no. Sign my gun. Oh no, 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 what are you now? Oh my now, Mr. Stop, 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 stop. Jamie gotta go. 
This is all the sound. podcast is now. It's just... <laughs> This movie fucking sucked, dude. I didn't want to talk about it at all. (laughs) They edited that out. (laughs) We cut over to Saul Tinser. Uh, He's with his partner, Caprice. They are world-renowned performance artists. They don't seem very famous. Uh, I don't get this, like, I don't... If suddenly I woke up and I couldn't feel pain, I would not turn to performance art. See, that I have a, an issue with this. He doesn't feel pain, but yet he's always like... I, th- I think he's... No, they, they say that he's one of few people that can still feel pain. Yeah, um, okay. So it's like all of the, the rest of human... It's got to be down to like 1% or 2% of the population that can feel pain anymore. All right. I mean, if you guys and, had the choice, would you get rid of the pain or would you take it? Still. Hey, I think the Cenobites taught us that there's no pleasure without pain, so. That's true. I'd keep them both, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of important. I think it makes you feel alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's I in think the... You- Remember in the recruit, he asks him, is dancing in the rain or feel no pain? And he says, dancing in the rain. You know, and then he leaves and then he runs back in and he tells Pacino, feel no pain. And that's when Pacino knew he was going to be a recruit. Can't rain all the time. (laughs) I think you need the pain. Like, you can still die from something. You just, it won't hurt you. Yeah. But I mean... You not letting go of the thing burning your hand, you know, yeah, would eventually like char your fucking arm off, you know, like, well, that's, that's where mean. it's, it's yeah, well, it's got- more important to have it because you could potentially seriously injure yourself without mm-hmm. realizing it. I Burns wish I had three of my fingers off making coffee. Yeah. I wish I had like the termina- uh, Terminator thing where, you know, he processes like information as what you we might call pain to say like oh, hey don't do that that would be cool if i could have anything from terminator it would be the ability to turn my hand into a sword and <laughs> stab someone through the face oh you want to be liquid metal fuck yeah dude i don't know i still i think i'd still be a i'd give up all the other C-800. stuff if i could turn my arms into swords <laughs> i'd give up anything You'd be unstoppable for Linda Hamilton's body, just to have it. Like as your own body? Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> She's fucking ripped, bro. You just want to yeah, be dude. Linda Hamilton? <laughs> no, I don't want to be Linda Hamilton. I don't want to kiss James Cameron, yuck. You gotta do it. She only did it for a while. Nah. I'd rather be Catherine Bigelow. At least I'd have a somewhat semi-successful directing career afterwards. She must have sucked something out of that jizz. Kron, I would pay $15 to watch you do the Robert Patrick T-1000 run. I would pay $15 to suck off James Cameron. That's not enough, dude. I'd double it. It's 32. Uh, You know what? It's James Cameron. You wouldn't suck off James Cameron for... We need a he let on. you do it with CGI anyway, so don't worry about it. I'd tell him I was going to do it, and then I would fucking... 
turn my arms into swords, dude. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, uh, take a uh, syringe full of Clorox and just be like, hey, you want me to fuck? <laughs> it's too many Avatar movies, dude. <laughs> you haven't even had the second one to come out. <laughs> Make some fucking cool action shit again, dude. Come on. I still have been trying for a week to remember... And do not tell me the fucking movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis. The jet comes up. Don't fucking tell me. It's been a week. Can't I can't remember the fucking name of this movie. I, th- I thought of it as soon as you said the two actors, yeah, dude. I had it locked before when you I said there's I went through ring, every... There's a wedding ring in there. Uh, fuck. And I haven't I'm... looked it up. Have they been in more than one movie together? I I don't know. Who? Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't think so. Isn't Dan Tom Arnold's in in it? It's Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. I always do that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue on with Crimes of the Future, Ron. It's a really good movie, Dan. You should figure it out. I know. I watched it like a few years ago. All right, uh, so Tensor has Accelerated Evolution Syndrome. This is a disorder that forces his body to constantly produce new organs. For Why? Their perf- it's just part of the evolution. People are evolving qu- more quickly than they ever have before. So we don't have pain, so the body needs something to do? The, no. the body's reacting to the environment that we we're creating. It's still trying to figure out what to do. Right? Because it's figured yeah. out how to, on in some people, how to process microplastics. Right? That's part of evolution. His unique syndrome is that while he's still, like, he's already born and he's creating new things. Mm-hmm. So why are we tattooing them? I think that's part of the performance art like she goes it's like she goes it, in ahead of time and tattoos it and then she removes it for an audience of people so it and looks the, cool when it comes out but the dispensary yeah. tattoos them as well to keep track of them that's right? what i thought it was for i thought the tattoo was specific for the the registry yeah the organ registry yeah but they tat like she tattoos it in a somewhat creative way right I so mean, she'll put a skull on it instead of a fucking like serial number yeah why so not why like a koi fish or something why didn't they show Kristen stewart tattooing like a serial number on an organ that would have made more sense cronenberg had a hard out at an hour 47 <laughs> That's all I got. He's like, no, I don't want to put ten more seconds in. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't recall anything about the tattooing, like in the first performance, whether it was tattooed or not. I don't remember. I just remember there's something when they go to the registry, and they're looking at the, the drawings and stuff, which also seemed weird. I was like, they don't have fucking cameras. Like, what is that choice? Yeah, the ring camera. A priest took an organ out of him, though. It had, like, a unique tattoo on it. Yeah. Was that him? Because there was one with, like, a skull on it. Was that the kid? Is it just not enough to have the organ? 
<laughs> and these are organs that they don't know what they do, right? Yeah, they have no... Apparently, they have no known purpose, according to the, you know, Ministry of Organ Defense, or whatever it is. And this is why they want to register them. This is why they're keeping yeah. track of them. Well, I think I think they want to keep track of them because the government feels like the evolution is not beneficial. Not, or, yeah, you're not yeah, human anymore. Yeah. yeah, you don't want these organs to sort of rise up. The government is trying to take keep over the human human. Beautiful empire. Yes. We are we are nervous of the changes. Which Okay, we'll talk about it when we get to his bed. Uh so I have for the performance art, Caprice goes in early and tattoos these organs. I'm not necessarily sure if that's true. That's what I wrote down in my notes. It's possible. I, I wrote these notes about a week and a half after watching the movie, so. I do remember when they open up the kid that the kids are tattooed. Yeah, but they were replaced. So those are already harvested organs. Which, okay, so that confused me. It was like, well, why would you want those tattooed? Why wouldn't you want untattooed ones? Because then that would look more natural. See, I think think they do it. Or were they doing it? They just said he was lying the whole time. Uh, Lang. That the plastic eaters did not really exist, right? And I agree with you, right? So if if they're if the government's truth is is in fact truth, the kid would just have regular organs. They wouldn't be tattooed or anything. They would just be his internal organs, as a normal human boy would have. If you were to open him up and do an autopsy and he had normal organs, but they were all tattooed, that looks more suspicious than, oh, these just are all just regular. regular organs. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. I think they just wanted people to be like, oh, his his organs look all fucked up. I don't want any part yeah. of that. Not me, dude. I was like, look how cool his fucking organs look. And I immediately called Danny Duck and was like, dude, can you tattoo my organs? Mm-hmm. And he said you have to get a vagina zipper pouch on your yeah. stomach first, though, right? Yeah, he gave me the number of some guy. How much is that going to cost you? I haven't called yet. Okay. Blue Cross Blue Shield cover that? That's what I was going to call my insurance as well. Yeah. Uh, due to his condition, Tensor is one of few people left in the world who can, who can feel pain. Uh, to deal with the pain... Tensor relies on a number of flesh-like machines. One is a bed that he has, which kind of looks like a giant ear, almost. I was going to say like a, f- a fucking almond. It's like, it's like a turtle shell. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is an extremely rare table, which was initially used for autopsies. That has been repurposed by Caprice as part of their performance art. And the last one is a chair that looks like it's made out of chicken bones <laughs> that assists in digestion. Which I ordered three for podcasting purposes. Those are going to be our new podcasting chairs, guys. That chair looked the worst. We already I don't have know. enough background noise. If we're going like this back and forth, yeah. 
So I kind of have a problem with the aesthetics of this technology. Like, I don't think it, I think the idea of it is cool, but in the, in the scope of the world, right? If the, if you're trying to keep stuff clean to an extent, if you're the government, right? The, just the overall aesthetic of the government in this seems odd. They're in these rundown buildings. Their files are drawings. All of the equipment that he has to keep him balanced just seems like very organic and Geiger influenced or Giger influenced. Mm-hmm. You would think that that stuff would be cold and calculating and very like clean and more modern, right? That if those things looked more modern, that they would stand out in in the fucked up world. And then if maybe one of them was like, oh, the one that he built himself is all fucked up and organic, or the other surgeon guy built one that seemed more organic. The aesthetic choice, I think, outweighs the the believability for me. I mean, they all it, look vaguely human in a way. Like, like they're made out of flesh or bone or, you know, some kind of organic material. But I, I was confused the whole time because I was like, never after, if I've eaten, let's say I go to a, you know, twice a year we go out for a a ribs, fucking all out meal. And I just eat spaghetti and (laughs) fucking 15 courses of Italian food. Mm -hmm. Never in my life after that experience have I thought... I should be shaking around for fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to have something with like the timing. So So the bed he's laying on, the way it's supposed to move is to sort of compensate for the pain that he's feeling. Yeah. I think the bed is supposed to like relieve the pain somehow, but also foster organ growth. Because he says something about like it's not anticipating my pain or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what initially gets the two people out to come look at, mm-hmm. you know, his equipment to make sure it's calibrated right or something. Yeah, the two and then inch the, women. And who do they work for, by the way? The are government. They, are they government I, assassins? I think they're like yeah, they're like black ops and shit. Okay. I mean, they're fucking dedicated. Mm-hmm. They're oh, embedded, yeah, they embedded government agents. Mm-hmm. They get in bed. Oh, they want right. to get in bed. Yeah, that's yes. for sure. I don't know. I don't it, mind. I there's just something about it that just seemed odd. And then especially the frog, the fucking bullfrog looking controller. <laughs> yeah, that shit made weird. no sense. They didn't. They were. They just said like wing it because Louis mm-hmm. or Leia Sado and even Vigo were like just fucking randomly mashing buttons. She came up a few weeks ago in a uh, episode of Punisher Warzone. Oh yeah, the the blue countdown or the blue rundown. <laughs> yep. Uh, guys, I'm enjoying our conversation. I have tomorrow off of work, and would like to take a break to grab another beer. So let's do that right now.
welcome back everybody to the five day rentals podcast we're knee deep in a two-day rental a big old goopy body horror called crimes of the future uh if you i guess skipped ahead on your player to this exact point we are in spoilers so mm-hmm uh-huh. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Where are we in this thing? We just talked about this guy's uh, creepy uh, furniture that he's got. Mm-hmm. Tensor and Caprice meet with two bureaucrats in charge of the National Organ Registry. This is uh, Kristen Stewart and I can't remember the other guy's name. This is where the mumbling of the movie was really starting to get agitating to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but this scene, I only understood like every other sentence. Don in a th- McKellar. Okay. In the theater, it. me and one other guy, he was super fucking quiet. You know, nothing going on and just couldn't understand it. We should Did you have uh, a bad experience at the theater, though. During this very quiet scene, did you look over directly at him and go, shut the fuck up? No, he was in, he he was at my five o'clock, you know? Oh, he was behind you? Yeah. That's so, worrisome. Yeah. Oh, don't you think I, don't think I didn't think about one-upping him and going the row behind you, him like. You should uh, have instantly moved behind him, dude. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had the theater to yourself? I oh, I almost had it to myself for everything, everywhere, all at once, and then a group of, like, three people came in. But, like, right up until the movie started, I was the only person in that theater. Yeah. I saw that with a pretty big crowd, and I'm extremely grateful for it. Um, I think me and Danny Duck saw something. When we worked at the theater, we would do, like, the midnight screenings, and it was... They were sh- there was like two big movies coming out, so that Thursday night I think everybody else went and saw the other thing, and Danny and I went and saw. Maybe he, I mean the dude's got a f- the fucking best memory of all of us, so maybe he can remember that. But I think oh, it might have been me, him, and Steve, and we saw Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> That's depressing. In, in the good, biggest in the biggest movie. theater, yeah. Oh, I'm sure we were all tearing up. I had it for the, was it the post? Spielberg. uh, Vietnam movie. Vietnam movie. I didn't even see that. I I just was like, I've seen this. I know what this movie is. It's when I had movie pass and I was like, man, I need to really like go watch another movie. So this would pay for itself this month. And yeah, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll go up and watch the post. And that was the only motherfucker in there. Movie pass. I think one of the one of the best ones I ever had was uh, when I lived in Bolivar. I had a friend that worked at just the local movie theater there, and it was like his last week. And he was just like, "Hey, do you guys want to come up at midnight and watch Speed Racer?" <laughs> there were like five of us in there, and I I was stoned out of my gourd when I walked in. So <laughs> I had a great time. I'm jealous. Yeah. That's the 
only way I'll watch Speed Racer. <laughs> Did you go see Top Gun Maverick yet? No, but I was thinking about this weekend since I'm since I'm off work tomorrow. You you gotta. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to gonna try to get it in at one o'clock on Saturday. There's an AMC down there, so I've already been scoping. Do it. I mean, what else do we have to do? Come on. She'll love it. I know. We watched Top Gun, so, it's so got, we, we gots to finish it out. Because I'll so. go crazy, crazy about you, baby. All right. So I'm losing my mind. Tinter and Caprice meet with these bureaucrats at the National Oregon Registry. Uh, this is a government office designed to uphold state restrictions on evolution by cataloging and storing new organs. So pretty much the government, like we said earlier, wants humans to remain human and not um, put all this crazy shit, new shit into their bodies, right? Yeah. Well, if you got an extra lung, though, you're still a human. I mean, you're just doubling it's down. Just weird, yeah. I think you're safe. Like, I, I can smoke two packs a day. I got an extra lung, mm-hmm. which I did yeah. smoke three packs of cigarettes this past week. Shut the fuck up! You, you smoked like three do. quarter of a pack. I smoked three packs. So edit that to say three packs of cigarettes. A lot of those cigarettes you put out halfway through. <laughs> no. I did not. I smoked them all down to the... Fi- I smoked the filter. No. I saw you several times hand them off to people or just stamp them out. Mm-hmm. It's not true at all. I smoked four packs of cigarettes. Why are you bragging about that? Yeah. Because <laughs> Danny Duck said I couldn't do it. Well, you- since one- when do you care what he says you can and can't do? One- or anybody. It's a challenge, you know. He said you couldn't smoke two packs, and to be quite honest, you didn't. I smoked three. So he was right. He changed it up. He said I wouldn't smoke half of a pack of cigarettes. That's why I did oh, half. Let's check. We'll this is this. great podcast content. People Speaking of which, uh, get on the Discord. The future discussion. Yeah. All right, Con, where are we at? They're at this uh, organ registry. Yeah, so one of these bureaucrats is Timlin. Um, she's base. She's kind of just yeah, Timlin and Whippet. Uh, Timlin is kind of just infatuated with Tensor, though. She's, she's horny as she's, hell. She's like a groupie for this she, guy. She is putting Brittany Murphy, <laughs> like she's giving her run for her money, like Brittany Murphy uh, and Drive. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think Brittany oh, Murphy's Brittany way Murphy hornier, sexier. <laughs> Brittany Murphy was fucking more dangerous, I think. She's kind of got a Nicole Kidman and but I don't think she forever vibe. Cut you up. I mean, who you taking today? Like Brittany Murphy or Kristen Stewart? I'm taking what was her name from? uh, I'm taking Nicole Kidman from I the Jury, dude. His assistant from I the Jury, Velda, baby. Oh man. That's I'm taking movie. I'm taking what's her name in this film? Uh What's her name? Blue is the warmest color chick. Lisa Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm on board until she Look gets the fucking Klingon forehead. 
Yeah. Kind of a as a no go for bones uh, here. She's oh. so pretty, you know. You gotta. gotta so we had drastically up. different interpretations of the movie then, because. <laughs> Inver- inverse that shit really kicked in, dude. <laughs> I was already lost in this fucking movie. I go to the bathroom and then I come back, and she's got that going on. And I, I think I just gave up. I was like, I'm not gonna understand this. The only thing I called was the end. And by that, I mean like, oh, this is where he's going to end. Like, he's going to end on this thing. Oh, I thought I thought you, you know. meant like, at some point, they've got to end this movie. <laughs> oh, no. There's going to be I an th- end to this. <laughs> I bet he's going to eat one of them chocolate bars. Dude, I hey, buddy, other guy in the theater, the fucking credits are going to roll at some point, okay? This Watch. shit is going to end at some Check. point. Calling my shot here, dude. <laughs> What is this, a Cronenberg film? Hey, guy, do you like the boss or what? All right, so a government police unit seeks out Tensor. They want him to infiltrate a group of extreme evolutionists. Mm -hmm. Without telling Caprice, Tensor meets a series of contacts... Uh, through other biological performance art shows. This One. is kind of where he, he goes to the, the guy that's covered in ears. One show. Okay, he goes to one other show. Well, he and th- we found out he's a cop, or we haven't found out he's a cop by this point, right? He's, he's working Who, with the ten- cops. Tensor or the other guy? Tensor. tensor. Yeah, I don't think we know that yet. I think he just works with the cops, though. Is he like an actual cop? Oh, I thought he was an actual cop. No, I thought he was an informant. Oh, I thought he was a cop that they sent under, and then he hooked up with her. No, I think he's kind of just a guy that gets roped in. Have you ever seen a possessor? No. It's probably on one of Kron's lists, I'm sure, for this podcast. Is that Vigo? No, it's uh, Cronenberg's son. Oh shit! Yeah, that movie is okay. Fucking wild, dude. Is it like Titan Wild? I think it's crazier than Titan. I haven't seen Titan yet. That's always on there, and I'm and I'm like, I don't have the mindset right now for this. (laughs) You know what? When I when I'm like, I want a wild movie. You know what I want? I want an old man to blow a young kid up with a rocket launcher. Whoa, I thought that was That's going. That's what I want. <laughs> that was going Stay, stay with me. <laughs> this movie's fucking crazy, dude. It's an old man going down on this little kid, dude. It's fucking gross. What fucking theater did I walk into? Quit sitting behind me, guy. Uh, I do think it's funny in this scene that, uh, I don't know if it's Tensor or someone else at the show, but it's it's kind of like somebody says, uh, you know, those ears don't even work. And it's like, yeah, this is fucking bullshit art, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vigo kind of makes fun of it uh, if you're into mm-hmm. like existential art or some shit like that. can't remember what he says there. It's been over a week since I've watched this movie. 
Yeah, it's it, it's like he's willing to remove actual organs. This guy's just growing fake ears all over his body. Like, he's not even growing them. He's having them sewed on, right? Yeah, it's it's like for the dum dums in the audience. They yeah. probably think it's cool, but they don't know what real art is either. So, Philistines. Mm-hmm. So is that supposed to be Cronenberg's? message to everybody else i think it's kind of like a uh oh i'm back to body horror and everybody's freaking out about it like here's your little jab at that maybe or was or was it deep like was it even harder and saying like oh you people that do wild and extreme shit you think you're do you're just doing wild extreme stuff my extreme stuff at least has a message to it blah 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 I would say more that angle, like he's kind of poking fun at, you know, because I I do think in a way he kind of birthed body horror in movies. So it's kind of like, hey, all you people that have come after me, like you're just doing it for shock value and I'm doing it for, you know, some philosophical reason. I mean, we can hear you, but you can't you can't see it. He has ears. Just ears. Yeah, you, you keep a knocking, but you can't come in, huh? Hey, Donna. Bones, you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. I was trying to think. Because I, I really did try to give this movie... um, The five-day rentals experience. Yeah, and by that I meant I can't even get a boner through this movie. Before the before the record, I told Dan that we were going to spend 10 minutes poorly singing Aerosmith songs. Mm-hmm. Where's you the know, fucking shower I, at? I I put a lot of thought into this show. <laughs> and by that I put a lot of sh- thought into the movie and about halfway through the movie when I realized, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't think it can be saved." I was still trying to be objective with the movie. And there's something about a movie or music or art when it's the cockiness of like, oh, I'm here, out of the way, big man's here, and you fucking trip. You know, that's just so sad. It's the it's the satisfying instant karma of a guy talking a bunch of shit and then he's got a weak chin. And he gets clocked by somebody. If that makes sense. Like, it's, kind of, I, it's kind of like other podcasts that talk shit about us. And then we listen to them and we're like. But really? I don't think other podcasts are. That's what you got. Who's open, Who's talking shit to you? Um, I'll beat their ass, dude. Six, How did this get made? Six, oh, yeah. six days rentals. <laughs> yeah, we're one better. We got four guys. Keep ours longer. Yeah, and we don't go on tangents and stuff. We do cold opens. We hot. No, opens. but I, there's something about if it, and this sort of goes back to the it's it's about performance art. It's about that. It's about the social issue. It's about this. But then when you're pushing seventy and you make a movie like, hey man, get off my ass. Like I'm still big dog, but you fuck up. 
You know what I mean? Like there's it doesn't seem like this movie has any humility to it. If... So you oh, think well. Netflix was right to pass? Did they? Yeah, they passed. I don't I, I like I I get what you're saying, Bones, but Yeah. Uh I also don't think it's the main it's not like the main point that he's trying to make with the movie either. I almost feel like this ear guy is like a, it's like a throwaway joke in the middle, you know? I think it's, it's a like, joke, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I do understand it, what you're saying. Like, ultimately this movie uh, fails to like yeah. kind of deliver. But at the same time, it's like, I think the movie is more focused on kind of like the plastic shit. And this is. It's almost like he wrote a little scene in to be like, hey, fuck y'all, I still got it. And even if you're saying this movie doesn't necessarily land, it's not like the whole focus of the movie was that kind of like, oh, big daddy's coming in to fucking show me how it's done again, you know? And that's interesting that you both think that it's a joke, because I do genuinely believe that you guys are funnier than I am. But to me, it wasn't... Well, yeah. I mean, show some humility and be like, no, you're funny too, but... Yeah, I mean, um, you got some good ones every once in a while. Wow, right? that was... Right, Cron? That was... Cron, help hey, me out over here. Bones, I think you do the... Barely. I think you do the best impressions on this podcast, dude. Yeah. I try yeah. real hard. I go back and re-record all of them, by the way. <laughs> That's why I do the editing. Uh, no, but to me, it doesn't even play as a joke. Like, it seems so ridiculous... You know, there's something about it, like him being on the poster and there being this push of Ear Man. It doesn't read as. Is Ear Man on the poster? As, there's there's like a there's a one sheet of Ear Man and they did like a promotion thing where people could. Now, the promotional thing was like the fake ears that people that they were selling. <laughs> like they were like stick on ears. Mm-hmm. That's that's a joke, but in the context of the movie, I didn't read like it. Just felt really targeted. Can you? you know, um, if you had one or more two or one or more two, one or two more, I'm not even that. I'm not even buzzed. I'm just the movie flusters me. Um, I, I don't know. That's just really what I felt. It felt like he went into this like I got this. And when I talked earlier about the connective tissue of, of things or building stuff out, it felt like he could just rely on old stuff, you know, because the body horror itself isn't that there's not a ton like it's not, not very, gross. you know, and then what there is, it's like, well, a bulk of it's CGI. Yeah. So you're falling back into the, the current stuff. I would say, the you movie, know, and the movie kind of overall is not that big of a gross out thing. Like, I think yeah. the fly is way more disturbing because you actually see his body decay over time, you know? Yeah. Whereas this is just kind of like, uh, like people are evolving. Here's a guy that's got a bunch of ears all over him. Isn't that weird? And it's like, yeah, yeah. it's weird, but it's, it's not really like, you know, I'm not like disgusted sitting in my my theater seat so also the choice to only have certain people grow organs and not have uh, maybe it's just been 
to done or, you know, other limbs or people that have, they grow a third eye. They grow what, you know, that wasn't if there were periodically people that popped in like that, you know, or somebody. uh, Wasn't the new repo man like they came in and got organs and shit. A repo men. Was it men? Yeah. With Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah, that was where, like, if people bought synthetic, like, you know, um, artificial organs and didn't pay them off, these guys would go in and repo the organs. Yeah. Cool premise sort of dropped the ball. I think I watched, like, half, and I was like, eh, I don't need to finish this. Where are we at? Uh, All right. So <laughs> don't yell uh, at him. It's my fault. Tens- Tensor meets up with another individual who installs a zipper enclosure in uh. his stomach. At the same time, Caprice is becoming more interested in being the subject of performance art and gets some banana runts installed into her scalp. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have a zipper to where you could just be like, yeah, I shouldn't have ate that donut. <laughs> just get it out of there. I don't know. You'd have to clean it every day. <laughs> I, I got a hernia issue right now that I'd love to be able to get in there and take a look at. Figure out why sh- I'm getting shooting pain down my thigh whenever I squat. So, yeah, maybe I would benefit from a vagina zipper in my fucking... I'd be like, babe, if you're doing that, just you're just going too heavy, Bones. I mean, just hit that summer D, babe. Yeah, man wasn't meant to squat 500 pounds, dude. Imagine just being able to. Well, thank you, Cron. Um, open up your stomach and just drop an edible, you know, and zip it right back up. Just mm-hmm. high as hell. You're not getting any of the fun out of it, though. The fun is drinking the beer. The fun is... Oh, I was talking about just like an edible or a, just something that was like not, didn't taste that great. The fun is huffing the spray paint. I well, mean, that's true. Huffing that Freon, yeah. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the fun is sneakily opening up your neighbor's air conditioning unit. Mm-hmm. The fun is just laying waste to three packs of cigarettes. Damn it, dude. The fun is trying to get out of the store with all the matchbooks. You know? I'm lost on that one. You need match. There's a part of the matches that they use to make meth. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the... uh, Part of the fun is making the crystal meth. Yeah. That is fun. Eh, Takes too much time. Say what you will about the health implications, but it's fun. It's a good yeah, project. Mm-hmm. The male bonding of trying to decide where to park the RV. You know, that's the fun. Fucking shake it, dumbass. It's not going to make itself. Arguing about who's putting the condom of cocaine up their ass. When you come back through the Mexican border, that's, that's the fun. Yeah, that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. 
taping a fucking kilo around your torso, praying to God that you don't get caught. That's the fun part. Ron, are we? Where are we? <laughs> Tensor meets up with Timlin. She informs him the agenda. The longest two day uh, ever. Uh, the agenda of the evolutionist goal. They have voluntarily modified their digestive tracts to allow them to eat plastic and other synthetic chemicals. Their favorite food is a purple candy bar that's made out of toxic waste, which is fatally poisonous to anyone who has not gone through the modification. It's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Give this to rats, and we got a lot of issues that are solved. You get rid of the rats, dude, you're going to have a lot more problems. No, I'm saying give this to the rats so they can eat the plastic. Right, and then they just become bigger and stronger because they have yeah. an infinite food source. Not forever. You've got blue whale sized fucking rats. They can't move. Ravaging what's left of left of your Albert Payune movie sets. Mm. You can't have that. Shit turns into a fucking kaiju movie. Crimes of the Future 3. Kong versus King Rat. Kong versus King Rat Crimes of the Future. Colon Skull Island. Back to yeah. the beginning. Back to the f- Back to the island. <laughs> back to the, back to the original future. Kong Island back to the future. Via nineteen thirty eight. <laughs> uh all right. Doc, so- are you saying we gotta take King Kong back to nineteen fifty five? So he can kill a rat <laughs> that eats plastic? Marty! It's your cousin Marvin. <laughs> Marvin Barry. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Doc King Kong stole my girlfriend Jennifer and climbed up the, the clock tower. All right. A man named Lang is the leader of this. That's group. a movie with social issues right there, buddy. <laughs> Uh, we learned that his son, who is Brecken from the beginning of the movie, um, was apparently the first person ever born with this modification, you know, naturally occurring. So Brecken was the first person born who could digest plastic. Tensor is eventually approached by Lang. Lang I don't want to brag, but Dan just told me I eat a credit card every year, so. Mm-hmm. Don't go, don't go further than that, please. Okay. No, push it, dude. Push it. <laughs> I honestly think if you can live stream that you can eat your credit card to the company, like they should cut your debt right there. Like, all right, sir, you're off. <laughs> there are people. There would be a million videos filmed tomorrow. Yeah, that imagine would be being a the TV customer show. service rep that has to watch those fucking twitches. Well, shit. User lazy balls sixty nine fucking <laughs> hate his U.S. bank card and his mortgage paperwork. Shit! This but guy he, used the credit card as a warm up. He ate, but if he can't finish it, it your debt gets doubled. He ate a child's playset afterwards. 
Uh, Lang wants Tensor and Caprice to reveal uh, the cell's agenda by performing a public autopsy on Brecken, which will show the evolution of his digestive tract. So dude Tens- just ca- keeps his dead son in a fucking cooler in a shitty hotel room. Mm-hmm. A deep freeze. Where else? You, you can't keep it out, Dan. Well, I know that, but you shouldn't have it in the first place. Kids go bad, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you ever watch The Omen, dude? That kid went way bad. Yeah, they would have put Damien in a fucking walk-in. Mm-hmm. That was a Jeopardy question today. The Omen? Yeah. They did a horror movies uh, category. Well, I can't wait to fucking crush my wife in that category. <laughs> She's going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. I already gave you fucking, the upper hand, though. Fucking French words for a thousand my ass. Do you record? You record the episodes? Duh. Yeah, we have them. Well, just duh. set up to just I, record. Okay, but uh, all right. So why don't you watch them ahead of time? What do you remember mean? all the answers and then mm. play. It. She would oh, see dude. the bars fucking <laughs> full. And she would ask, I mean, we've we've watched so many of them together at this point that she would be like, you don't fucking know bodies of water, because I don't know bodies of water. There's a dude the other day that ran aisles, like aisles. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? You know this shit, dude. Ran aisles, like in the like, grocery store? No, like the mm-hmm. aisle of... Like off the coast of Alaska, the aisles uh, of those of like and dry shit. beans and rice, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. the bulk goods aisle two, cantaloupes. That is the produce aisle. What is the produce aisle? Uh, all right, so Tensor eventually agrees to do this. He'll perform the autopsy. At the autopsy, uh, Tensor performs the procedure, but when they cut open Brecken, he's full of tattooed organs. What? What? Oh shit, man! Turn the fucking movie dude, off, seriously, dude. man. What the fuck, dude? What? Hey, dude, turn no. it off. All right. No. Stop the projector, dude. Where's his <laughs> dad at? This movie's fucking complicated, dude. Turn it off. Uh, all right. So, lady, Lane- put that frog down. Lang, seeing that uh, the body is has been tampered with, leaves the show. He's all distraught. Uh, he goes outside. He's kind of sitting on the steps crying. The two women from the machine repair company come up behind him, and they just fucking drill holes into his head with some power tools. Yeah, man. Now, that's funny. Mm-hmm. That I find humorous. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed these shocking. two hench women. Mm-hmm. I know you did. Yeah, they also get naked with each other in the Very fucking pod Serious bed. lack of a shower. That's about mm-hmm. it. All and right. Water in the future, I guess. Tensor's police connection reveals that uh, Timlin was the one who replaced Brecken's organs to keep the knowledge of that human evolution a secret. Fucking and bitch. It- and again, this is like the fifth scene where stuff is just 
tossed in there. Just tossed in a conversation, you know? One or two, I understand, but it's continual throughout the movie. Uh, the government is concerned that if this secret ever gets out, there's no going back. So basically, if people ever learn that they can evolve to digest plastic, you know, I guess the government is obsolete for some reason at that point. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Tensor walks away and informs the police that he's no longer going to work with them. And he approves of the evolutionist views. <laughs> Tensor no longer decides to remove the organs from his body and allows them to grow. At home, he struggles to eat food in his digestion chair. Caprice gives him a purple plastic bar. He takes a bite, chews it, and sheds a single tear. Real Joan of Arc moment, eh? The end. And as Bones told that one other guy in the theater... Told you. Credits start rolling. (laughs) Pay up, motherfucker. I held my fucking hand out for a fist bump, and he just looked at me. Uh, Guys, that was Crimes of the Future from 2022, Uh, directed by David Cronenberg. Any final thoughts? Uh, Original title for this was Painkillers. Sit around a little bit. Uh, That's a 1.5 title <laughs> right there. 1.5 This is the title, folks. We're not into the game yet. We're not playing the game yet. Uh, all right. If that covers final thoughts and further research, <laughs> let's just go ahead and move on into everybody's favorite game. It's time to rate my letterboxed. Now, do these uh, scores go to the the overall for our rewind? We have been including two-day rentals on the big list, but not uh, five-star bangers. Okay. So do you – I mean, I was wondering, is this still a tight game between you two? I think I'm out pretty much of any sort of – Cron 11 bones – or no, Cron 14, Bones, Bones 11, 11, Dan 12, so not really. Okay. Two points. I mean, it could happen. Like, we've got this. We've got one other two-day rental, so. Yeah, we do. If uh, We do. I think we're going to do the record or the rewind before then, though. Oh, that's true. Right. So this okay. might be it. All right. Um, I will go first. All right. Uh, You said that almost like I stepped on your dick, I guess. All right, shit. Uh, I'm going to give you both a 2.0. Gentlemen, at the time of uh, our rating, our our review of Crimes of the Future from 2022, directed by Mr. David Cronenberg, the letterbox user rating score or rating is a 3.4. I am going to go Bones a 1.5. I'm going to go Cron a 3.0. Uh, 
think I'm going to go Dan 2.5 Bones a 2. Fellas, there's uh, the movie looks good. Like what they did shoot looks really good. Um, Kristen Stewart, I believe, is a standout. That's about as much positive stuff that I can really say about this. I thought this was a chore to get through. We didn't really talk about the music. I thought the music was atrocious and repetitive. Um, with that, I think I think I got to go one point five. I feel like I'm going to get some stink for that, but uh, I'll wear it proudly. I think a three point four is is too high. Uh, gentlemen, <clears throat> this is a David Cronenberg film, as we all know, and I kind of what? knew what, <laughs> what? 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 Dude, what the, what the fuck? Bro, stop Stop the podcast, dude. I'm fucking confused as shit right now. Time's moving way too fast right now. But I knew what we were going into. Um... I kind of enjoyed Howard Shore's score for this film. Um, I thought the acting throughout from everybody was pretty good here. I enjoyed the little uh, the chair that helped you eat breakfast in the morning. I thought that was f- so fucking ridiculous. Um, I don't know, man. It gets it kind of worked for me. I don't. I liked it. It was something different. It felt. It just felt. Like oh shit, like finally. So, gentlemen, I'm going. I'm going three for this. I'm going three I just, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, there's some, there's some issues that need to be dealt with, but yeah. But I, I agree. I kind of agree with Kron. I think, I think if they release a like 4K of this and it's three hours long, I wouldn't be surprised. So, but I just, I don't know. I liked it. I thought Vigo did a good job. Surgery's the new sex, guys. Like, get with it. I like the whole plastic eating thing. I thought that was a cool concept. You could make a whole, he could make a whole movie about that on its own, I think, and it would be, it'd be all right. So, I don't know. I liked it. Something fresh. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to echo a lot of what Dan is saying. Like, I, I don't think this movie is per, like, honestly, my biggest takeaway from this movie is, uh, wow, I'm glad David Cronenberg is making movies again. And I don't think this is the, you know, the best outing that he's ever had. It's kind of, I think of this the, like the same way that I would think of, a like a new death from above release it's like is it ever gonna be as good as you're a woman i'm a machine no i don't think so but am i just glad that david cronenberg's making movies uh yeah i'm fucking glad he's making movies so um 
I don't think this is his best outing. I think it's, you know, maybe a rough patch. If the dude starts cranking out a movie every year, like, hell yeah, let's go. I'll be, you know, at the theater watching all of them. Um, but I, I do get the impression that this is kind of, I don't know, it feels rushed. It feels cut off. It feels like the world is not expanded on enough. Um, I feel like there are a lot of like kind of simple things where it's like, Hey, show me, uh, you know, there's a shitload of plastic everywhere that we can't get rid of. Like that would be a good thing to the throw in the, to this movie to kind of fill out the world building. But I like all the performances in it. I think Vigo's good. I think Kristen Stewart's good. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's a weird movie. I didn't kind of, you know, walked in almost blind into the movie. I don't think I even watched the trailer for it. And it's, it kept me entertained. It was interesting. Um, I don't know. It's just Cronenberg knows how to make a unique movie with a unique voice you know um there's nothing quite like it so honestly i'm just happy the dude's making movies again it's a 3.0 hi bean hello bean all right let's refresh this list Oh, guys, I do got to, um, <clears throat> before I forget here, um, the Warriors have won the NBA championship. But um, Chad Dill did have some thoughts. He went with me to watch Crimes of the Future. So, uh, Chadwick, here we go. Um, he said he picked up on a lot of uh, the social commentary, the organ registry, the assassin slash technicians killing the leader of the plastic eaters and Timlin switching out the boys organs. It was like the big brother government tracking and controlling information. He said no one feels pain in the future and everyone's filming everything. It's kind of an allegory to today's cell phone usage in the Internet. <clears throat> uh Tinsler there grows new organs, but immediately removes them. He says, are these tumors that he's trying to stay healthy or are, is he evolving and fighting an, uh, inedible outcome, uh, zipper stomach that caprice tongue darts, new sex surgeries and new sex. He really liked that. Uh, does the plastic food bar that Saul, does he, does it give him relief in the end or is it kill him in the end? Uh, he said Cronenberg 79 could be his last film. Seems like he's an old man telling us kids to get off his lawn. 79. I thought he was 69. Holy shit. Okay. And that was about it from Mr. Chad. If if Thank I you, may, Chad. just for anybody that fucking made it through this fucking divisive ass episode, I do get it. <laughs> like I get the social stuff. My issue is the delivery of it. And I do want to say, Kron, I, I agree with the sentiment of, hey, I'm just glad that this guy who's different, who has whatever, is out there and doing stuff. I just think that it's important to still, like, if we are going to 
rate these things, that we rate them fairly. And I'm not saying that you're not at all, because I get that whole, I mean, I get the same thing for like, for any of the people that we cover. Like I would love De Palma to make a movie and like another movie, but I know it's not going to be Mission Impossible or Body Heat or whatever. Like you just sort of lose that. Like we've seen that with Eastwood. Like I love that Eastwood's still fucking cranking shit out, but it's not near as good as what he did before. The bummer for me just really is the delivery. You know, if you try to juggle all of these and they fall flat, that's sort of the bummer. You know, you leave, if you try to juggle that much, you're going to leave a bigger mess if you fuck one thing up. And I just wish that it was maybe remove one of those things and then you can sort of focus on the execution. And I don't know. It just, it, it, I mean, I, I get it. Cause if I had to rank all the Cronenberg movies I've seen, like this might land, you know, lower middle to lower, like in the ranking. Yeah. But at the same time, it is, I, I think what you said was great. It, you know, if De Palma put out another movie, like, I don't he know, will. Man, a bad De Palma is like a bad piece of pizza. It's still pizza at the end of the, you know, it's kind of like, I would still rather eat it than a lot of food. So what are you going to do? Like bad Cronenberg, it's better than a lot of shitty movies I've seen. Right. So, and I think that goes to your sensibility of, of being to willing to be a little bit uncomfortable or maybe gamble on, Hey, this may not be the best, but it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. It may not be good, but it's going to be interesting. And interesting isn't always enough for me to bump something up. Like you get me with interesting. You have to keep me with good execution. Sure. And you saying that you, you know, you knew about it, but didn't only watch a trailer and Dan, you saying you kind of knew what you were going into I may have unfairly had higher expectation of it because when I heard it was, I was saying about microplastics and it's a noir story about that. I was like, Oh, that's cool. The whole performance art, like surgery stuff. It just fell so flat that I was like that. I was laughing more at her pushing the bullfrog thing on her stomach than ear man. I was like, this delivery is just lame. The guy could actually dance. Like, that's cool. <laughs> but Oh, well, I've had a great time, by the way. This has been really fun. I was kind of dreading this because I was like, man, I fucking really disliked this movie. But I thought this was a good chat. Uh, guys, Crimes of the Future would have an average score from us of 2.5. Uh, currently on our big list, it would be right under Convoy at 43. Uh, so Crimes of the Future would come in at 44. It would basically be tied with both Action USA and Brain Smasher, a love story. But implementing the new tiebreaker of Letterbox that we've implemented, this one would be higher than both of those films. So 43 is Convoy, 44 Crimes of the Future, 45 Action USA. Okay, let's say we didn't have the new letterboxed implementation for tiebreaker would you would that be your order i i think it would be mine i would go crimes of the future action usa brain smasher between those three 
Dan? Yeah, I'd, I'd echo Karan on that one. Oh, man. We got we to gotta flip that bad boy. Yeah. I'm getting so lame in my old age. Hey, this is the new list, man. You, Brother, it's only going to get weirder from here on out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> list is getting bloated, brother. You're going to hit this, brother. In the, in the rare event that we do go past 100, do we even, do we like need to purge the list? No, just keep do we going. Need, no, just I, I think with this new change that we've put in, the the list can just go forever. I mean. Okay. It's a beautiful change. This ends ties almost completely from the list, so. It's beautiful. We have the best tiebreaker. Yeah, we're relying on people that. It's so interesting. Have you ever dug through Letterboxd uh, rankings and reviews and people will put like a four or five and they haven't even seen the movie? Well, yeah, they do that a lot for like um, future releases. Like, yeah. Can't wait to see like, this five stars. Yeah, he's my favorite director. I'm like, you son of a fucking bitch. Do you want to know what the craziest one was? Because because I went on to pull down all of these scores. Right. Uh, what was the one that? It's like Dan picked it, and it was um, it was like a Taiwanese film or. Full contact, full contact, yeah, full yeah. contact. That one, like movie? all of our movies were, I would say they were averaging like two point five to three. Yeah, and full contact was like three point eight, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I barely remember watching that movie. But right, but look at our scores for it, though. It's like a genre movie, though. I mean, it's, it's fairly like, good. I think people that are into that, you know, into that genre. They watch it and rate it high. Yeah. And a majority of people never even watch it, you know? Yeah. Full contact is not that bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying no. now it's, I so, took... it's so in one direction that your average movie watcher is never going to encounter it. What were we going to say, Dan? I was going to say with full contact, I gave you full contact, which didn't really work. But then I gave you drive. Which was, you know, the better version of that. I think Drive was pretty high up there on like the average rating too. So. Yeah. You know, Danny told me that he used to own that movie. I was like, really? Used to own Drive? Yeah, from 1997. I was like, wow. Well, I, rem- I think I remember him owning Hamburger Hill. I was like, you're the only person I've ever seen with that. I I think Dan had that. Yeah. Really? On DVD. I enjoy Hamburger Hill. You know what movie I love, Kron? What? True Lies. It's such a fucking good ass movie. That's the title. Mm -hmm. That movie is really fucking good. Yeah. (laughs) I think I rated it a three and a half. Maybe a four. Three and a half is. I think that's fair. I think I gave it a four. It's a little long winded. I mean, (laughs) what's that? Hey, I would. I'll stay in with a a Cameron movie any day of the week. I mean, Kron's got to blow him. Fucking Jamie Lee Curtis doing that. 
sexy dance in the middle uh, of the movie. Uh, I gave it a I gave it a four point five after the last time I watched it. True lies. I gave it a three. <laughs> what I give little, it? Bump that up a little bit. Uh, let's see, Kron. You gave it a three and 3. a half. Three point five. Fuck yeah, dude. The movie's good as hell. <laughs> it's I like it. only has a 3.5 user it's, rating. It's crazy. No uh, Last Boy Scout, but, you know. Oh. Substantially better than Last Boy Scout. I don't know. Uh, let's not get crazy. <laughs> let's, let's not get not carried get away crazy. Here. Let's learn what our next category is for all the folks out there, right? That's next what, week. Are we, are we spinning? Are we... Are we doing no, this we're, tonight? We're going to do that next week. I was just seeing if Bones would release it. Jesus Christ, so we can have no. another week to research. Next week. We Mad can... God, baby. That's Mad right. We're going to cover Mad God. A puppet did guys, movie. Did you guys see that it's on uh, Shudder right now? Yeah, that's the whole point why we're doing this. Well, I, I kept looking for it, and then whenever we were texting about it today, I was like, when the fuck is this thing even coming to shutter? Because I was worried about, like, are we going to have time to watch it? The 16th. And then, well, it popped up, like, we put it out one hour ago, and I was like, okay, all right, so I guess we can watch it. Did you oh, yeah, guys watch... Um, speaking of shutter, I was going to ask you guys, you haven't seen Summer of 84. Mm-mm. So I won't talk no. to you about that. I don't know anybody that has also seen that. All right, I see somebody on here. Did you guys watch? I think Shay's going crazy downstairs. Um, uh, Psycho Gorman. I that did was, not. Um, that was going to be. I watched that movie for my puppet pick. Oh really? Yeah. Why? I was gonna. It. I don't know if was it made in Canada or something. It's like something. I was getting, I was getting vibes. Sorry. Of, well, I'm well, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry um, you didn't like it. It's something, and that's why I kind of joked about like Cronenberg. I was like, is this a Canadian thing? Like, there's pieces of that. Like, it. It was super fun, but the main problem with Psycho Gorman is like they didn't record a single bit of fucking audio. When they shot, it feels like it feels a like kung a, fu redub. It's atrocious. It feels like a Disney Channel show almost. Yeah, but it was so choppy and missing some stuff. It was such a bummer because it was such a great idea. And I watched it and I was like, because I read like all the shit. I was like, oh fuck, all right. Yeah, people loved it. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, I should have watched Color Out of Space or whatever on there. Yeah. I've seen that one as well. Sorry, we'll bring a microphone next time. Yeah, you know what? Canadian Cron. Canadian Cron. Dude, get a Zoom and just lay it on the floor, man. Canadian Cron, I hope you enjoy all those beans up there, man. Well, yeah, because they're just laying on the ground because you guys are dumping your beans to make hot chocolate. I think you mean telephones. We're loving them, man. We're loving talking to each other on the on our telephones. <laughs> what do you? What why are you, guys, are you just wasting beans? Talking about up there. All right, tr- gotta go. Canadian <laughs> Cron, so y'all. He's so withholding. It's such yeah. a tease whenever he's, he's around. He's got stuff to do, man. 
All right, let's get out of here. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for making it this far into the episode. I'm sure there's one of you out there that watched this movie and listened to the whole thing. So <laughs> Thank you, guy. We love or you. Ma- or maybe you thought, I'm never going to fucking watch that thing. I, I do it all the time. So, Yeah. And Dan, sorry, Dan, you mentioned get on the Discord. We do have a Discord. Get on there and fucking yell at me on the latest release or the Rate My Letterbox thread. Fucking tell me do I'm it. dumb. Back me up. No, we don't need for once. backup for Bones. What do you mean for In once? In fact, I would pay anybody uh, cash app you a dollar if you come on and trash Punisher Warzone. Mm-hmm. Straight from Laundry Dan. I will force feed a credit card down your throat. I eat yeah. one a year every I, time. Well, so you, let's get it over with. You don't Frank Castle to, style, bitch. You don't have to necessarily trash it. Just give your honest feedback on Punisher Warzone. And I think these are the defining things. You guys think Crimes of the Future is better than Punisher Warzone? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that is a true statement. That, that's going to be a yes. For I, me. I, I can go to my grave saying that. Yes, that is. And you know what? Is this is why it's important to have three people I'm on s- the show. I'm sorry. One of us to I'm anchor so and keep us fucking. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I think a movie where a guy uh, gets a, a zipper installed in his stomach is better than the movie where a guy says, "Yummy, yummy, yummy," in my tummy, tummy, tummy. Yep. Don't forget that's a movie where a man uh, blows up a parkour guy with an RPG, punches through somebody's head, yep. uh, decapitates several people. Super C- crash and burn. Uh, yeah, crash and burn. Crash and burn.